favorite summer essentials of all time, baby luxury perfumes, the sun and fire musk. These are absolute must-haves. They're some all-time favorites in all the collection, but literally, I pass up the Dior for this. I pass up whatever else, all the fancy different kind of things you could possibly have an option for. My heart doesn't desire those. In the summertime, especially the sun and fire musk. The sun, it literally smells like the sun and its friend, the Ophanim that carries the sun. The chariot, the Ophanim, the living creature. It's wonderful. And the fire musk that evokes in the senses that presence and that fragrance of the holy seraphim of fire. The seraphim, the Ophanim, and the sun. It's like the whole chariot collection in one. I didn't even ask her to say that. No, I just brought them because... Totally spontaneous. <laughs> I had to bring them because... I cannot tell you, you the rapture. When I first sprayed the sun, and I raptured and I saw... Ooh. I perfume under the Lord of all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and not for man. The wheels within the wheels. Ooh. The galgolim. Oh, the chariots. The chariots of fire. Powered by the fire of the holy seraphim. The sun carried by the ophanim, the print over ooh. <laughs> Ew, being in charge of all the ophanim. Highest ranking ophanim in all the universe is the one that has the honor of carrying the sun. The bridegroom's chambers. And this is the encounter I went into when I first smelled the sun and that whole glorious season of stepping into the sun of righteousness and enjoying the fire of the seraphim, the holiness of the high heavens. I always remember when I smell, the smell evokes the senses, the memory, and I just, I spray them everywhere. I go through you so fast. So. <laughs> yeah, she's always asking, asking for, for more. <laughs> always asking for more. Always asking my lord for more. 15% discount. <laughs> oh, it's only for a few more days, I believe. What's the discount? Yeah, June 15, if you want to use that during checkout, you get 15% uh, throughout the rest of 15%. June. 15%. Yeah, wow, not even a, just 10%. Once a year sale. The reason I did oh, that is because I sale. forgot to put up a code for, huh. for June. And I put up a code for June because it's wise businessman skills. I notice I sell 10 times more with a promo code than if there's not a promo code. So it's mm. I've learned that over the years. been perfuming mm. since 2020. Mm. I've, I've sold literally thousands and thousands of bottles all over the planet and the reviews are raving and it's just a wonderful anointing. The Lord said, I'm going to have you perfume mm -hmm. the nations both with my word and with <laughs> fragrances, both in the natural and in the spiritual, because you have a Jacob and a Boaz. You have a marketplace and a priesthood. So it's an honor to perfume for the bride of Christ and make her ready. Like Esther, mm -hmm. six months, she oh. bathed in perfume. You should definitely six. bathe in these for six months. You will not regret it. Just... Just yeah. spray. I will also caution you if you have a light colored clothing, uh, maybe the sun a little bit, but fire mask, there's a little bit of a tint there, so you want to put it like on your skin or make sure you're spraying it far enough away if you just spray it right up close to your. I know some of you guys get really high, really drunk in the glory, 
And so we remember, if we come back to our mind, it's mm. to help you to not ruin your clothes. So, <laughs> so we use the wisdom here, but these are absolutely just to make a big cloud mm. of fragrance and, and step through it. I like to spray it on my skin. The glory glorifies spray your, your senses. So it makes like perfumes a thousand times more fun and eating a thousand times more fun. Yeah. It's not a denial of self. It's a glorification of the soul through union with Christ which is a destruction of the old Adamic man, but that's only because the new Yadevave man is a trillion, billion, gazillion times better. And also, there's fragrance evangelism. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about fragrance evangelism, but this is a thing. This really works. Because How do I know? Because we've had divine encounters with all kinds of people simply by stopping and asking, what are you? Wearing. What yeah. is that smell? It's so good. Oh, where did you get that? Heaven, literally. And one day I was going to leave the house and I had sprayed the sun on. And I would just, oh yeah, the sun, oh the sun, sun of righteousness, blazing yeah. holiness, righteousness. Spray for it all over your face. Yeah, just, if you want to get in this. Actually, if you're Spray meditating on getting into the sun of righteousness, I highly recommend this. But uh, do not ingest it. It is Don't drink it. Yeah, don't it's drink not, it. It is not edible. It is not If you drink any perfume in the by world, the FDA uh, for consuming You're testing the Lord your God. Testing the internal organs and for the grace upon your life for only. survivability. This is for nefesh only, but then it's also <laughs> in the ruah and yeah. the neshama. And the higher you go up, rung by rung on Jacob's ladder, the better you'll smell. And it's true. Yeah, and so one day I put the sun on. I was like, oh, yeah, the sun. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, take a BB Luxury perfume card with you. There's a lady you're going to see, and she's going to ask you about what you're wearing, and I want you to give oh, her yeah. this card. So we're going to go throughout our day. We're going down there, going to get packages or something like that. And sure enough, this lady stops me and said, what are you wearing? And, you know, she does, like, some of the cleaning and things around the area. And... Uh, you know, she knows I speak some of her language a little bit. And so I got to speak to her in her language and explain to her that the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ told me to bring this card with me because he mentioned her that she would ask about it and he wanted her to have that card. And and the Holy Spirit of Jesus. And we talked about the blood of Jesus, the grace of Jesus. He knows her by name. And you can just see the tears kind of coming up and just the heart being touched by the presence of God, the fragrance of the sun of righteousness. And the fact that God, Almighty, creator of the universe, had her in mind. Not just everybody in general, but her individually, specifically, for a plan and a purpose and a destiny. That day to have an encounter, a chance to grow closer to him. And so that's the basis of everything we do in our lives. That's the will of the Father, to carry out the will of the Father. And if that's through fragrance evangelism it could be your glory wardrobe beaming the glory that you're actually walking in 
and it shines through the clothes and the brightness of your outfits and the people just shock get in shock so then Nefesh automatically thinks oh it's the clothing oh it's the fragrance oh it's the external thing but what they don't know is that it's something deeper Woo. it's something much deeper it's the Ruach HaKadosh <laughs> through your Ruach yeah. through your Nefesh a vessel of mercy vessel of grace vessels of great grace forgiven much so you love much and that grace when it hits them the fragrances the the bright outfits it gives an afesh mind something to latch on to to explain to themselves so that they don't you know run away what am this uh, you know oh it must be this it, <laughs> so it kind of calms the animal down animal nature animal soul that everyone's born with since the curse of the fall of Adam and Eve, and they reverted back to the animal soul, we all have that at birth. Is that something to be depressed about? No. There is hope for your animal nefesh. What is that hope? The story of Ruth. Ruth is representative of a holy nefesh. Are you saying the animal soul, the mind nefesh? That worst thing about me? That thing that gives me all the problems and won't stop getting into trouble, getting into sin? can become holy? Yes. Full salvation, not just in your spirit, but through your soul and your flesh. And the animal soul, the nefesh, is that first layer of soul that's attached the most closely to your physical body. It resembles the physical body the most. Your body is the throne for the nefesh. The nefesh becomes a throne for the ruah. But Ruth, the holy nefesh, what makes Ruth a holy nefesh? Simply the fact that she followed the neshama. Who's the neshama represented in the scriptures? Naomi. It's simply a nefesh that learns by the word of God to be disciplined, to live on the cross crucified with Christ that receives the Ruah, the Ruah HaKadosh, and it floods through your Ruah. You have a layer of Ruah, and you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and your Ruah learns to submit to the Ruah HaKadosh of God. Mm. Your soul, your Ruah soul becomes filled with the Ruah HaKadosh of God, the Holy Spirit. And then your Ruah becoming tempered by the Holy Spirit, you learn to steward the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, you become a good steward of the down payment of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then your Ruah, as you rise on sapphire stones of the body of Jesus Christ, going glory to glory, which is sapphire stone to sapphire stone, then your Ruah can become a throne for the Holy Neshama as you enter into the realm of Berea going step by step, Ooh. not missing a step, not skipping any circumcision or transfiguration at any level, but being faithful to the word of God as has been taught to you by the apostles, the sent ones of Jesus Christ through the red letter ministry of Jesus Christ going out to you now through RLM Global with a vision of the Father, what he wants to do in the earth. Not what you want to do in the earth, not what I want to do in the earth, what he wants to do in the earth. And this is what he wants to do, restore the holy soul, the holy neshama. 
How is Ruth going to be a holy nefesh if there is no Naomi, no neshama to follow? You need your neshama restored. That's how your nefesh can become holy. The nefesh that follows the ruah obediently and rises through Yetzirah becomes a righteous nefesh. It learns righteousness and then has the opportunity to become a holy nefesh. How has Ruth followed Naomi faithfully? Not like Orpah who turned back to the other gods, turned back to the other nations, followed the old carnal desires of the flesh, but learned to walk in holy obedience to the holy neshama that God has entrusted you in. And should we mention what comes after that? I'll mention, we'll briefly mention what comes after that. The story goes on. What are you going to do once you have a holy neshama? Steward it well, like you've been taught to steward the gift of the deposit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. When you become a follower of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the seven spirits of Jesus Christ, as it's written in the Word of God. Then you become a steward. Now you're entrusted with another down payment. The Holy Neshama. And you learn to follow the Holy Neshama. And you get all the... Uh, any any strife or anything within you that fights against the Neshama. And become obedient. Just like you learn with the Holy Spirit. Following the Spirit and you get the Holy Neshama. Another chip off the block, spark off the flame. A flame, a fire, you had the tongues of fire, you get the flame of fire. You go from the lower garden to the upper garden, the smaller house to the greater house. With a greater capacity to understand and obey, you see the heart of Yetzirah is wicked and deceitful above all things. It's written in the book of Jeremiah. Mm. Who can comprehend it? The Holy Spirit. You must have the baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to conquer that wicked, deceitful Pan's labyrinth of the wicked, fallen angel nature in Yetzirah. But for full salvation, your mind will need to enter the Holy of Holies. What can enter the Holy of Holies? When we looked at the picture of the temple that Brandon just showed us, every part of you goes through the steps, the wash basin, and the altar, the priesthood, the slaying of the animal soul. Just look at it. You bring the animal part of you to perfection, and then it becomes something you can slay as a sacrifice. Isn't that wonderful? And then it can go into the holy place, and then sanctified at the incense, the bread and the incense to go into the Holy of Holies. Now, how are you going to get your brain into the Holy of Holies for the heart being wicked and deceitful above all things? You need the Ruach HaKadosh. You need a holy Ruach. But the mind portal, remember we have the two portals, the Gevra and the At. But the brain, that's the place of the bone throne of Satan in the mind. How much worse is that even than Pan's Labyrinth? That's why you need a holy neshama. It is written in the book of Job. It is written, the Hebrew word there is neshama. It says the neshama will give us discernment. 
Another word for discernment is understanding or bina. So bina, throughout the whole sephirot, every bina in the sephirot, also represents a greater discernment. You will need a holy neshama to conquer the realm of Berea to be able to discern the things that you encounter there, the things that need circumcised. And how do you get it? By going up sapphire stones exactly as you've been taught here at Joel's Bar, in the master class, here in the teachings. Every step along the way, we've mapped it out for you. So here is the way. Walk in it. Learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be faithful with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not faithful with those, you will not be entrusted with the Holy Neshama. Then the Holy Neshama you're faithful with. Hmm. And you go up to the next realm, and there is the... Ne hmm. This is the Holy Chaya, like the living creature, the... The Chaya, another layer hmm. upon that soul. He gives you another layer. That's when you go into the realm of Atsalu. <laughs> and even that mysterious realm of the Aleph of Keter, if you go up higher than that, if you're faithful even with the Chaya, there is another gift that he gives you. This is like the Neshama of the Neshama. How many layers? How many layers will mm. you be faithful with? <laughs> and if you're faithful in stewarding <laughs> the nefesh, wow. the ruah, the neshama, the chaya, he gives you something called the yachira. And if you're faithful with those things, each one becomes a throne for the next one. Mm. That is the preparation to be a throne for the Father, a habitation that is the true festival of tabernacles, Sukkot. The throne of Sukkot. It's the true, the real <laughs> celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. He will come in and dine with you. You've prepared a throne for him. What is that tree in the book of Enoch? that is destined to be the throne of God on his return. How tall is a tree do you want to grow? Mm. How faithful. He said many are called, few are chosen, but even fewer are found faithful. Will you be the few faithful in Israel? Mm. The few faithful. A habitation. You know, we don't want a visit. We sing it. We don't want a visitation. We want a habitation. You know the songs. We sing it, but how do we do it? This is the way. Be faithful with what you're given, each down payment, and more will be added unto you. Revelation says, Upon Jesus Christ's head was many many ketters crowns so you can see how he's crowned king of the worlds mm. now what I'm learning these days and it's been just absolutely incredible guys I think today was the deepest diving in the revelatory realm of the word of God I've ever dove into of all time 
Like those billionaires in the submarine. Billionaires in the submarine? They went real deep and exploded. I went really deep today and exploded under living water. And what I'm learning is how my flesh is a throne for the Holy Spirit. You know, your flesh, your body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Ruah HaKadosh. So, learning how to steward the Ruah as a keter, as a crown, to not take it off. The Holy Spirit is a crown. I will send the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. So, it's poured out in all flesh. What's the issue? Has flesh learned to steward it like a throne? This is huge, guys, because this now refines every aspect of your life to be a good steward of the deposits of God. God has deposited His Spirit, the Bible says, on all flesh and all the earth already. What's the issue? People absolutely hate the Holy Spirit and want the lust spirit, want the pride spirit, want the greed spirit, want every other religious spirit. There's 200 million spirits to choose from to enthrone in your flesh. God created the flesh as a throne for the spirit world. Now with the Holy Ghost available to literally everyone, everything that has breath, can breathe in and learn how to steward the Holy Ghost, who's the only spirit that's God in the whole earth. This is how you separate the sheep from the tares, the wheat from the goats, the wise from the foolish, and every other thing under the sun. You learn how to burn up the chaff in unquenchable fire by recognizing in your stewardship that is not the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So what is repentance? Recognizing that was not the Holy Spirit. If you just say, oh, I'm perfect in every area of my life, the Holy Spirit, you never repent, you never go higher. Because you've already judged yourself righteous without Him taking over your entire throne. So the judgment towards yourself has to be the severity of desperation for total salvation. The judgment towards yourself, you have to have zero righteousness of your own and become totally dependent on the Ruah of Jesus' righteousness. Amen. Embracing the severity. <laughs> That's the ruby that yeah, Brother Jake posted on Facebook. Love you, Brother Jake. Posted a beautiful dream, and he saw Brandon as the apostle holding, and the, I think, was it laying on that red ruby of embracing the severity of the judgments of God, and I want to look at the Sapphire Worlds chart. Uh, and uh, the Sapphire Worlds chart. Why should you embrace the judgments of God? That ruby represented in Gevrah, we've talked about that before. But if you haven't added it to your notes, you can do so now. The Gevrah ruby judgment. Now this is a principle in rabbinical teaching on Moses, the Pentateuch. Is So on Gevra, on the left, you have judgment. On the right, you have Hesed, that loving kindness. Everyone wants to go for the loving kindness. Love, I want your nefesh, the animal soul. I need the love, the attention, the niceness, the kindness. But why is it those things that the nefesh constantly runs after always end in disappointment and or sin? 
Because if we have a hope that never disappoints, and that's what the Bible says, why is everything so disappointing when we run after those things that we desire? You cannot just go the righteousness into loving kindness. You must embrace Gevra. If you embrace Gevra, right, you're a fish swimming up this stream of lightning living rivers of fire. If you embrace the Gevra, the Hesed comes automatic. You embrace Gevra, and the Hesed comes after. So you must embrace the severe judgments of God in your life in order to receive that loving kindness, that experience. Yes, we get those experiences, the little baby ones on Malkut when we're born again, when we're new, when we're young. We can't handle that pressure, but why pressure? He's forming a diamond. He's forming a sapphire stone, perfectly cut, everything pressurized. He's making oil. You're in the olive press. You go into the Garden of Gethsemane. No one wants to hear about the Garden of Gethsemane. Oh, great! A message on the Garden of Gethsemane. Tears of blood. Are you excited? No, he shed tears of blood for you. You won't have to endure what he endured. No one will ever be able to endure what Jesus endured. Even if physical crucifixion happens to you, you would not endure the same hardships that Jesus endured. He had the maximum pressure, the maximum pain. Cosmic suffering. Which if you've risen on sapphire stones, you understand that cosmic suffering is an entirely different story than just earthly suffering. Oh, is that scary? I don't want to rise in the cosmos, so am I going to have to suffer? How bad is it going to be? Can you tell us? Mm -hmm. The more you lean on him, mm -hmm. the easier it will be. At the first, what seems painful later on, like Song of Songs, what does she say? With the rivers of fire, the fire rose. Mm -hmm. The fire rose of the sun sealing of Song of Songs 8. I believe it's chapter 8, but it is written. It doesn't even feel like a sacrifice anymore. You love the fire. And if you have trouble in this life, be of good cheer. He has already overcome the worlds. He's already overcome Yetzirah. He's already overcome Berea. He's already overcome an absolute on all levels. So be of good cheer. Patient endurance. That's another word for Netza. Mm -hmm. Endurance. <laughs> Your legs to stand on. Hod and Netza. Netza, having run the race with endurance, run the race with endurance, run the race with Netza. And having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. With what? Hod and Netza. Prophecy. War with the prophecies over your life, it is written. Mm -hmm. War with the prophecies over your life. Go to war with them. It's not selfishness. It's not selfishness. It's not pride. You might still have some pride mixed in there. But war with the prophecies. 
If you go up, the refinement will come. Hmm. It's time for the body to stop beating themselves up while down in the dust, but to arise and shine, for your light has come. Go up the sapphire stones, the refinement will come. There's not so much glory on focusing in on your problems. Oh, my pride, woe is me. <laughs> Repent, yes, but go up. It empowers you to go up, understanding that as you go up, it comes off. Acknowledge it for what it is. Study the sapphire stones. Run the race with Netza. <laughs> Yet, you need two legs to run a race. You're just hopping around, you know, potato sack race, just trying to get... Trying to make it work with you and your old self. But they got a leg over here, a leg over there. Two legs of a different type of creature in a potato sack. Just got off your potato couch to ro run in a potato sack race. Just falling over yourself. And you Is it me or the old me? Somebody's got to die. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Not yeah. Jesus. Hallelujah. So, this is good reference from the final quest. Highly recommend all of you read that book by Rick Joyner, the first one. All of them are good. But in the final quest, every time he meditated on the gemstones, there were impartations from Jesus Christ's life into his spirit. So he meditated on the blue stone and the sun, S-U-N, and the righteousness of the sun and the name of the sun, Tiferet, began to go into his spirit. And Jesus Christ said to Rick, this generation earth is going to need this blue stone. And it was the revelation of the sun in the sky, the natural sun as Tiferet. Without that, this generation can't overcome its enemies. So he said that was important. And then they saw the red stone. And the red stone was Gethsemane. And it is totally embodied in Gavura, the severity and the judgment. And Jesus said, you can only have my Shekinah to the measure you have my Gethsemane. Isn't that something? So, just gleaning all of the depth of Gethsemane into your spirit and living in Gethsemane. And since you can fit all the gemstones of Jesus Christ into your spirit, believers reward silver gold gemstones, you can literally have all the gemstones of Zion in your belly, for out of these rocks flow rivers, for the rivers flow from the rocks, that's what the Bible says. So the measure of living waters or life and light that's coming out of your temple right now is in exact proportion to stones of Jesus Christ in you. Mm. Gemstones, sapphire stones. His mm. experiences on earth and also in heaven both simultaneously are in the, in the stone. That's why you continuously meditate on things above. What's above? A gemstone above carries all the colors and the characteristics of its creator. So in the celestial realm, gemstones are highly prized angelic items. So the more gemstones on an angel, the higher ranking the angel. Ezekiel 28, you are the highest ranking angel. Your body was laden with gemstones. It is written. So now, since you are a born-again race, you are learning how to have that angelic gemstone imparted into you to value what mm. angels value in the celestial realms. And the base stuff that you value down here, you know, you read Heaven Waits the Bride, you got to read it. Heaven Waits the Bride says, those things aren't even valued in this angelic realm because it's an eternal realm because everyone there has spiritual sight. 
The only reason why we value the things we value is because we're completely blind. You know, that's what scripture says. Completely blind, leading the blind, both fall into a pit. Which means you're valuing the things in your life that angels don't value. You know, we want to say, oh, God's value. It starts with angelic value, and it works up to God, and that's the truth anyhow. You actually do not just go straight to God. The Bible says you have to continuously, Mm -hmm. boldly approach the throne of grace. Yours is the kingdom, then yours is the power, then yours is the glory, forever and ever. Amen. On his head were many crowns, many ketters, many ascensions of ladders, rung by rung, to God we are ascending. Mm, where's the new sapphire stone? New world's chart. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those trees that have keter. Seven keter, seven crowns, seven horns. Yeah. Of the Lamb of God that drip what oil? The dew of heaven, rivers of fire, living water, horns of oil, the living creatures in abundance, oil in abundance, dew in abundance, mercy and grace in abundance, vessels of mercy and grace, blood and water. Did you know interpreting Mm. the Bible celestially? is the highest and deepest angelic realm. It's the reason why it's controversial to so many Christians is because how shallow they are in the Word. But those that have gone into deeper waters, they're around the Spirit of Elijah, they're around the River of Life, they know that this is just a deeper understanding, a deeper revelation of the Word of God. Every Mm -hmm. single word on this chart, take a look at it. Oh, yes. Every single word on this chart is written in the, in the scriptures dozens of times. Mm-hmm. Dozens of times. He doesn't just ask you to walk on a narrow way. Your word is a light unto my path. He says the word is the path. I am the way to the Father. He's not just telling you to blindly be a good person down here and pretend like that's the way, the truth, and the life. This path is laid mm-hmm. out precept upon precept verse upon verse it is absolutely written in the word the path of righteousness so if you actually study the scriptures and go deeper than (coughs) surface level you're going to find the path of sapphire stones eventually Mm -hmm. you can't meditate on this word and love the holy spirit the Mm -hmm. only god present on earth and not find the river and when you find the river the river will lead you higher. You're going to find the angels. And the angels are going to help you rise. Ministering spirits sent to help those. Inheriting salvation sent to help those rise from the dead. Become the children of the resurrection. To live in the heavenly angelic spheres. You can't go into the word deeper and not rise. Mm-hmm. So the issue is you come to a fork in the road where you're going to have to choose man or God. Wife or God. Husband or God. Friend or or church, or pastor, or God. Mm-hmm. I've had to choose God over pastors like 400 times, where they couldn't go any higher, and they condemned those who went higher than themselves. You read the final quest, everyone at every level discourages everyone from going higher. Mm-hmm. They said, don't go up there, you'll die. There's birds up there, pterodactyls, they're dripping acid on you. Stay right here where it's safe. Because I've had enough <laughs> of these 
I've been, I've been just You know, you smoking. find people's caps real quickly. Until you spend enough time around Jesus in the depths of his word, realizing the cap is seven heavens, realizing there is a sapphire stone pavement, realizing the transfiguration of the path of Enoch and the path of the stars and the path of lightnings is real, and we've barely even touched the surface of what's available. And that's kind of what the revelation we need right now. The charismatic church has put their toe in the water. That's about where they're at. Don't be afraid of those pterodactyls. I'll tell you about an encounter with one of those pterodactyls. I was riding on top of one of them, this demon. We were, I was with a company. We were going through, we were walking in the spirit realm, trying to move these younger baby Christians from one area to another area to a safe zone where they could grow. But we thought we had a good plot. We, had, we thought we had a good route to go. Nothing's too crazy is happening, which is a miracle in the spirit realm. But we encountered a war zone. Oh, great. We're in the middle of a war zone now. And it, it was crazy. There was fighting. There was pterodactyls diving in, attacking people. at a much lower elevation. Like pelicans just eating people like fish. And what they like to do is they like to swoop down and grab them. Grow, if they can't to cr- kill you with the claws and their sharp razor teeth and their beaks. And they'll... W- Take them up and dash them on the rocks and drop them until their inner man just splatters and they're killed. So, because they're not, they're, these are babies. So, this is war. We had a few people in armor in the spear realm. This was when I was in the, this is probably many years ago now. Uh, three, four, no, four or five years ago. Something like that. Well, we're on assignment going through. We got a group of young ones. They're terrified in their spirit. Their inner man doesn't know what's going on. Just, not all I know is it's not safe. And I'm trying to go through. All of a sudden, we're in the war zone, trying to defend these people. And then this pterodactyl picks me up off the ground. And I said, not today, Satan. Not today, pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. This pterodactyl, I don't care. I you had think enough. I'm joking? Get a little liquid courage and say, I don't care about There's no pterodactyl, in the pterodactyls in the spirit realm trying Reptilian to kill me today. Dragons. Well, if it's you versus them, what are you going to do? Oh, oh God, oh, pray for me. Nope, you're in the spirit realm. You use you your have sword, what you, have. you cut off its legs. Well, the problem was I was really young in the Lord. I think I'd only been baptized in the Holy Spirit for a year, maybe less than a year. And all of a sudden we're in the spirit realm fighting pterodactyls trying to save people. Nobody around to explain none of this to me. Nobody explain none of this. But all I know is I got the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ within me. When they picked me up, I dropped my sword on the ground. So you got to get creative. It's about survival. I grabbed that thing around its neck and I wrung it and I dove it. I pushed it down and dove it right into the ground into its face. And I just prayed in my heart and believed that God would protect my inner man. He's my shield of faith. He's my salvation. And just drove that wretched creature and wrung its neck and crushed it and then beat its skull in repeatedly until I could see blood. And then we just made sure it was dead, snapped a part of its wing off. And I said, not today, Satan. And then get up, pick up my pick up my sword again. Don't let them ever separate you again from your sword. Amen. And then get back and get them to safety. These are the things, maybe you walk, some of you are dreamers. Some of you will be people who walk in the spirit. Some, oh, I just want to have nice dreams. Can I just have nice dreams? I understand. <laughs> you know what? I used to pray that to the Lord. You know, he told me, I need you on assignment. 
Sometimes when I need to send you on assignment, it might not always be pretty. It might not be convenient. It might not be heavenly rose flowers and naps and spaghetti dinners in heaven, which are wonderful and grateful for that experience. But sometimes it's going to be killing witches by destroying their inner man in the invisible realm, walking in the spirit. Sometimes it's going to be wrestling those things that you have to deal with in yourself, in your friends, in your family members, in your own life. And when you train yourself to be aware, and if you are called and chosen to walk in the spirit, instead of just, you know, sleeping and dreaming and all that, Remember your weapons of warfare. It is a real realm. It's much easier to heal a, your spirit than it is to heal a physical body. But the damage is real, so you have to understand you must be brave. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. And if you see giants in the land, if you see witches in the land, if you see warlocks and the wicked elite and all kinds of creatures that you didn't even believe existed and wouldn't believe even if I told you today, you may be the person facing them at night. Don't complain about it. Don't turn back in fear. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. So during the day when you're awake, make the kind of decisions that's going to make you a warrior when you walk in the spirit realm consciously. You're learning to walk in both realms at once. That's why you got to listen to the impulse of the Holy Spirit when he says, don't go there. Don't be with those people. Don't do as they do. Don't drink alcohol. Don't sin. Don't lust. Lust with your eyes? Guess what that's a trap for? They're trying to get you when they can. It's a trap. The same accuser, they'll tempt you, entice you, with someone, same one to attack you later on. Always remember that when the temptation comes, they're trying to kill me with this. Mm. I'm not gonna fall, I'm not gonna get killed by this thing. Start to train your mind to remember. You see something lustful, immediate, I hate lust. Not just I hate it, they're not gonna get me, they're gonna take me down like that. They're, gonna, they're not gonna take me down like that today. I know. Start to get wise. I know that. I know what that is. So you be holy, be undefiled. If you sin, repent quickly. Repent quickly. Repent quickly. Get your sins forgiven. Go to a son of God that you can confess to. Get your sins forgiven. You know, Jesus fasted Adam right out of his human heart. <laughs> he got it out of the out of the way right away. Right after he was baptized in the Holy Ghost, which if you study that out, he got born again. <laughs> he says, I am the pioneer of salvation, which means he pioneered your born again by his born again. Did he need to? No, he didn't need to do anything. He's God. He did it so you could do it. So understand, right after Jesus is born again, the Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan for 40 days. So while he's out there, he learned how to completely and totally depend on the Holy Ghost in fighting spiritual warfare. And he was victorious, and then he was hungry, and he was fed by angels, like Elijah, fed by ravens. Then he began his ministry, but he didn't begin right away. Notice, he's at the wedding of Cana of Galilee. He was fed and he's, by ravens. He fasted for 40 days before the wedding at Cana of Galilee. Why did Jesus fast? Because he fasted Adam out of his heart. Mm -hmm. So a lot of you 
don't have a fasting life. Some of you do. The truth is, Adam can only come out of your hearts through fasting. Through fasting and prayer. So not just fasting for the nutritional benefits, but fasting for your heart to be cleansed from Adam. Fasting mm-hmm. with a purpose, with a mission. And God is really challenging all of us in this generation to get the Adamic dustman out of your physical heart. Because when your heart is pure, everything flows like a river. You're on autopilot, guys. But if you don't even know the contents of Adam in your heart and you're just putting charismatic, even glory stream stuff on your head and thinking you're okay because you're around the glory stream now, but you've never fasted Adam in your heart, Mm -hmm. you become the biggest whitewashed tombs in existence, Mm -hmm. the biggest Pharisees in the whole world. Because you're the most like God externally, but you've never dealt with your heart. That's why they're all murderers. You notice that? You touch their heart. They're like, I'm perfect. And they attack you and they kill you. Listen, man, this altar exists for our heart. I've, I've heard Bob Jones and some of the other prophets of the Kansas City revival. They said it'll take 12 years of your heart on the altar to get Adam out. I've heard the prophets, the Kansas City prophets that pioneered the entire prophetic movement on planet Earth. It'll take 12 years at the altar to get Adam out. You say, I don't have, that's the only thing times four. You know, Apostle, Apostle Paul, 14 plus three years in Arabia. You know what that is? 17. You know how long I've been in full-time ministry? Since 2006, exactly 17 years like Paul in Arabia, which means my 18th year is coming up. I'm coming out of Arabia. I'm coming out of the wilderness. I'm coming out of the desert. And it's been awesome. But what did I do for the last 17 years in full-time ministry? I'll tell you the truth. All the drunken glory was, was burning the Adamic dust out of my own heart. That's all it was. And it's like normal sanctification for all Mm -hmm. Christians. You're going to have to drink wine and oil, water into wine. You're going to need it. (laughs) First thing he does, here's all the promises. He's got it going on. His mom knows he has it going on. What did she say? Listen to him. She knew that that was Yade Vave. She knew that that was mm-hmm. Almighty God. Mm-hmm. She knew it. The Bible says she knew it. Mm-hmm. She knew her son was God. And she said, Listen to him. Here's the first step, the first sign at Canaan Galilee. You're going to need wine. What does it represent? A changing of water. What is your body made out of water? It's a changing of DNA from Adam to Christ, mm-hmm. from the man of dust from the earth to the man of light from heaven. And that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says. For the first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man was from heaven. So what do you need to go from dust to heaven, from darkness to Shekinah? Come on now. A change in your entire existence, and it begins in the heart. Jesus, if you read the Gospels, is only constantly burning up their hearts. In fact, he almost never mentions the mind or any other part of the person. Because if you get that heart burnt up, the Bible says the pure in heart see God. When you're seeing God, it's pretty easy to follow him, isn't it? You can't get confused if you're looking right at the King of Glory through a pure heart. The only confusion that exists for a human being is not having a heart that is Mm -hmm. completely purified from Adam. All of this stewarding as a throne of Nefesh, 
for the ruah. What's ruah? Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. Tongues of fire. I make my ministers flames, flames of, fire, of fire. But at first, they're only tongues of fire. You know that? The flames of fire, my ministers, it's a progression and a maturity of the stewardship of the tongues of fire. You begin in tongues of fire. How many of y'all know Pentecost is the first day of Christianity? There is no Christians before the Holy Spirit was poured out and on high. Which means the first time you receive Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. We're not going into theological debate. We're going into fire. Fire. We're going into tongues of fire and we're going to steward the tongues of fire with our whole soul. And by stewarding the tongues of fire, guess what the tongues of fire teach you? Holy Ghost. The Word. Do we get to have a praise break? <laughs> do we get... Every, is that allowed? A praise break? You want to hear tongues of fire? Yeah, do you guys want... We'll hear it for an offering song. Okay, okay. All right. All right, we'll do the offering yeah. song. It'll burn their wallets right out of their butts. <laughs> Put the tongues out of, of fire... Out of black ketter. <laughs> Put the tongues of fire on out their of wallets. Black all of a sudden, the fire is on your bank account. Mm. Hallelujah. Now you know you're in revival. Because all of that stinginess and withholding of the Antichrist is anathema. That's really a great sign. That cheerful flow of giving and the ever-increasing, it's not like it diminishes. I'm telling you now, this is a sign of true celestial tongues and flames of fire revival is that the finances cannot diminish no matter the size of your giving. I've seen it. Where people would so, so, so... I've been in revival, guys. I've been in different revivals in my life. I have seen people so, 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 and constantly, supernaturally receive more until they were just getting cars. Just cars. They'd sow cars, they get better cars. And people just literally come out of the woodwork and give them cars. I've been around that kind of faith, and I've seen it work. You can once you get into the flow. Now people try to do it in the brain. They make a formula out of it, and it just goes away. It just doesn't work anymore because it's now it's not fun for the Holy Spirit. You ruined it. But if you stay pleasing and stewarding the Holy Spirit, nobody on earth likes to have more fun than the Holy Ghost. Roland Baker, husband of Heidi Baker, says the Holy Spirit is more childlike than all the children of the world combined. What do children like to do? Eat and play. That's all kids do. Eat and play. Eat and play. Eat and play. So as children of God, you're learning how to eat God and play with God. And running on sapphire stones is a form of celestial angelic playing. Because you run and you skip and you hop with your Heavenly Father. It is absolutely, it is serious. You can fall over and get big boo-boos. And you know, temper, tantrums, galore. You get any band-aids, blood gushing, fire billows of smoke. When a toddler gets a scab and a cut, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you just give them some food, some ice cream, and the tears go away. Pure joy within seconds. This is how we are right now as Christians. The bride of Christ is at that level learning how to be a child of God. Learning how to run on sapphire stones. You can run up the sapphire stones. Today, deepest study of the Word of God in my entire life. Just hours, taking it in, just drool. I mean, it was delicious. Mm. The best feast the angels have ever prepared for my Father in Heaven my entire life. Because I was hungry, and it was delicious. And Mm. as I'm just eating and eating and drinking, I'm like, I am being so Mm. fed right now. I want to use all this energy to ascend the path of lightnings. 
Now listen to this. How do we know Jacob's ladder is New Covenant Christianity? Because the Lord Jesus said so in John 151. Mm. John 151. Then he said to him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, you will see heaven opened and angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man, the bridge between heaven and earth. That's what it says in Greek. The bridge between heaven and earth. John 151, amplified. Genesis 28, 12, Jacob's ladder. It's the exact same words. If you were to take this and put it into Hebrew, it'd literally be the same exact Hebrew words. Jesus was telling Nathaniel and the other apostles, because they're all listening, guys. He was saying, I will show you Jacob's ladder. Mm -hmm. And then, boom. I will show you the deepest mystical interpretation of Moses, Torah. You understand that's all rabbis did to study the word day and night. They'd have the phylacteries. They'd have the little boxes mm-hmm. in their forehead. They spend eight hours a day looking at the gold that Moses wrote on the parchments. And if you had the gold of Moses, you could just look at it and it would go into your eyes and it would just be like light into your eyes. They had all those scrolls in those days, Whoa, guys. you know, it's crazy, the gold. <laughs> now when you look at the letters, when it's engraved inside of you, they have that golden glow and they go, and you look at it and it just goes... But it's better than if it was just Moses gold because it's Jesus gold written inside of you and you look at it and it's alive and it's it's talking as like, I don't know exactly, I don't know how to read Hebrew, but I recognize that letter and that letter and my vision's a little fuzzy to see that letter, (laughs) but I can tell it's Hebrew, but it's glowing and it's going into my eyes, it's clarifying my vision. And you know what's crazy is somebody had commented they saw Mr. BB 104, for like Psalms 104, and that verse that you just referenced, he makes his angels says mm. who he makes he make who regarding the angels Hebrews 1 7 regarding the angels he says he sends his angels like the winds his servants like flames of fire it says here that's a quote from Psalms 104. Oh, verse yeah. four. The license plate today in Los Angeles. Psalm Mr. BB one oh four. Psalms one oh four. I read the whole thing, it was just straight crack. So that Hebrews one seven quote is of Psalm one oh four verse four, which says the winds are your messengers, flames of fire, your servants, and therefore winds, the winds of your messengers, the angels, it says Ruah. The Ruah. <laughs> he makes the Ruah his messengers. Mm. He make but the flames of fire. Oh, here we go. The flames of fire. He makes <laughs> his servants. Now this is con- a concealed word. Lahat. Why are you saying concealed? There's so many things. Some of them are set out <laughs> for you. Concealed within concealed. Some of these things he puts openly. You just do a quick look. It's easy. Other things it'll take wisdom to see and to know and to understand and just like what Brandon said on the way he had an apostolic revelation that the tongues of fire are for the ruah and the flames of fire are for the neshama Mm. and it's true it's true because you have the lesser house the greater house this is written in the book of Enoch but that flame of fire to burn, to kindle, to set on fire, to burn up. And what did we do in our Word of God study? What did we study in Joel's bar all this last week, even the last couple of weeks, that the candle of the Lord is the neshama. Oh, to burn, to set on fire. Mm. 
And what does it say in the Book of Enoch regarding the tongues of fire? Do you want to know what he says about it's the a, tongues a world of fire? That you ascend through. A world of tongues of fire. And he ascended through the tongues of fire into a greater house of flames of fire. The Ruah to the Deshama. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yes. You got it. I got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> just if you're struggling, just be like, just sing the part. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. Oh God. I hope I'm. I hope he's keeping me alive. <gasps> Questionable, but that's um, really what I did today when I was talking in the depths of my study. I didn't finish my story. I went and tasted the neshama. In a path of lightnings. Can I get a witness? I I literally went up. Man, I was so fed. I went up through all Yetzirah into Berea and tasted the Neshama and came back down into my Ruah. And my Ruah is brighter now. It is a holy tradition of of the coming of age in the Sapphire Stones that every time someone, an individual, gets crowned in Berea of Yetzirah, they are given a taste of the Neshama to come. It rained on me, I think. The dew of heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is a tradition, a coming of age tradition in the sapphire stones in the realm of the angelic that every time an individual comes to the crowning of Berea of Yetzirah, they are given a taste of what it's like to receive mm. a neshama. Amen. It, it's, a, it's a coming of age celebration. And the winds in the vision... So if you had a bad childhood, don't even worry about it. Stop being bitter about it. Remember, no more bitter mangoes, only sweet mangoes. Funny story. I, after you had said that earlier today, I opened Facebook, and it's a picture of unripe bitter mangoes. Wow. What? Sign and wonder. Sign and wonder, man. So the Lord is saying, thus saith the Green Lord mangoes. unto thee. No. Unripe bitter mangoes. No bitter mangoes, no green mangoes. Nice yellow orange. Mm, <laughs> melt your mouth. Perfect mangoes. Thus saith the Lord unto thee, Thou shalt have no bitter mangoes before my throne. No more bitter mangoes. And if thou findest a bitter mango in thine tent, thou shalt take that person and throw him outside the camp to be trodden underfoot by vultures. To be stoned to death. And thou shalt not mourn the bitter mango. Thou shalt not mourn the bitter mango that was thrown outside of the camp that has decayed beyond repair. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Moses. I like Moses getting drunk. Yeah. You're getting drunk on sapphire wine. Hallelujah. Only sweet mangoes. Sweet mangoes only. Hallelujah. Let's look at the tongues of fire. The tongues of fire will make you a sweet mango. Worry not. Tell your spouse tonight. Worry not, my bitter mango. Just write it in the comment section. (laughs) Make me a sweet mango. Make me a sweet mango. Do a miracle in this place tonight, Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Just make me a sweet mango. Please, honey, just sing this the tongues of fire song. I need your salvation. I'm afraid you're gonna be so bitter, mango. You're gonna be thrown out of the camp, and I can't. I can't live without my bitter mango. You're like an unripened bitter mango. The taste of your rotten flesh is putrid. You bite in my into that sight. unripe green mango to spit it out of your mouth. There's nothing left but a cold dead stone. 
Oh, well, that's depressing. How we are repenting from weeping and gnashing. We're repenting. We're repenting from, from morning. Yeah. It's true. Hallelujah. I'm repenting from Just morning. Just tell this yourself, week. I done lamentated enough already. It's time to I've rejoice. I've had enough bitter mangoes. <laughs> I've had enough bitter mangoes. You've had enough pizza. You've had enough pe you've had enough bitter mangoes. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. So the tongues of fire are the cure. Uh, amen. And, the, and this is in the book of Enoch. And the winds in the vision caused me to fly and lifted me up and bore me into heaven. And I went until I drew near to a wall which was built out of crystals and surrounded by tongues of fire. And it began to frighten me. I went into the tongues of fire, and drew near Woo! a large house which was built of crystals, and the walls of that house were like a mosaic of hailstones, and the floor was made of crystals like snow. Its ceiling was like, was like, its ceiling was like the path of the stars and lightning flashes and between them were fiery cherubim their sky was clear as water a flaming fire surrounded the walls a flaming fire surrounded the walls and its doors blazed with fire i entered that house and it was hot as fire and cold as ice there were no pleasures there were no pleasures or life therein. Fear covered me, and trembling got hold of me. And as I shook and trembled, I fell on my face, and I saw a vision. And lo, there was a second house, greater than the first. And all the doors stood open before me. And it was built of flames of fire. And in every respect it was splendid and magnificent to the extent that I cannot describe it to you. Its floor was of fire, and above it was lightning and the path of the stars. And its ceiling also was flaming fire, and I looked and saw... <laughs> a throne set on high. Its appearance was like crystal, and its wheels were like a shining sun. And there was the vision of cherubim. And from underneath the throne came out rivers of fire, so that I could not look at it. Rivers of fire, so that I could not look at it. And he who was great in glory sat on the throne, and his raiment shone more brightly than the sun, and was whiter than any snow. None of the angels could enter or could behold his face because of the magnificence and glory, and no flesh could behold him. The flames of fire, that is why the second house, the greater house of Berea, 
is not the home of most of the angels. Most of the angels cannot take it. Most of the angels cannot enter into that greater house in Berea because they can't handle the fire, the light. None of the angels could enter or could behold his face because of the magnificence and glory no flesh could behold him. That is why Berea is the realm of the seraphim and fire. The realm of the seraphim and fire. The realm of the seraphim and fire. For whose fire may your heart and your mind grow in the desire to be burned. Desire, desire to be burned by the seraphim and their holy fire. Yes, Lord. Let my soul catch fire. No more strange fire. Holy seraphim fire. And it comes down to wherever you are right now in the level and the measure that you can receive it. Because if you went into that realm of glory before you were transfigured into being able to stand in that glory, that river of fire would incinerate your very inner man, your very being. Even the angels can't be in that place. What about a son of God? What about a son of God with a holy ruah, a holy neshama? Righteousness, holiness. Do you want to stand in the presence of the holy seraphim and fire? Do you want to drink? Do you want to bathe in the river of fire? You know the tongues of fire rested upon their heads. And as you go up, we showed you the picture of the body and the sephirot and the tongues of fire. They rest on your crown until your will can change to become God's will. And you go up and then you enter that flame of fire as Enoch entered into the tongues of fire. Then he went into the greater house and then he entered into the flames of fire in the greater house. Not with the appearance, not like the path of the stars, but the lightnings and the path of the stars. Into the flames of fire, into the presence where most angels cannot bear to be on account of the fire of the glory. What are you going to need? To walk into that place, you are going to need righteousness, holiness, purity, obedience, loyalty. Do you want to see the Nahar Dinur, the river of fire? Oh, the river of fire, the Nahar Dinur, the Nahar of the, the Nahar Dinur. Is there an angel in charge of this? The kind of creatures that you would call angels in that realm or on another level of existence, and I mean in the holy realms. How is it that the wicked can be running around in the fallen realms of Berea, yes? That's why when you go into those higher realms, it's a higher circumcision from the higher devils. And that devilish nature that's been in us since the fall of man, Adam and Eve. When you get that crown and you walk into Berea faithfully and true, not skipping any step that I've explained and described to you 
on this entire journey through the masterclass, through the Joel's bars, through the apostolic instruction you've received from Brandon and I here with the warnings, with the cautions, with the encouragements, with the instructions, and you do it faithfully, when you step into Berea, when you go to Keter of Absolute of Yetzira, and that becomes a crown, <laughs> and you receive that spark, that flame of fire comes and descends and rests upon you. <laughs> Whoa, you see the pillars. Mm. And you walk into that greater house, a greater circumcision. You'll face greater evils, but you will have a greater light. As the book of Job has written, the Neshama will give you discernment. The holy Neshama will give you the discernment to overcome those realms in the mind that are connected to the heart. To overcome those things you never thought you could. And don't you want to see that river of fire and the book of Enoch streaming from under the throne? The realm of the throne is the realm of Berea. In black Berea, everyone has it. Those unsanctified parts of you, the higher you go up outside of the narrow path, through a satanic passport, a satanic visa, to go up without having the sanctification, the more dangerous it is. You must be built up in your most holy faith, in the Holy Spirit, in your spirit, sanctifying your soul layer upon layer, precept upon precept, slaying the animal, nature, until your obedience arrives in that place. And that holy soul, hewn from the throne of God, in that realm of the throne, and your nefesh learns how to follow the holy neshama, because you've learned by submitting yourself to the Holy Ghost. And you learn his ways, and you receive greater gifts, face greater temptations face greater enemies but greater is he who is in me greater is he who is in me greater is he who is in me than every devil in all of the worlds trust in him thy word is a lamp to my feet a light into my path your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against mm. you. That I might not sin against you. I want to see the river of fire. From tongues of fire to flames of fire to rivers of fire. Rivers that cannot be quenched. Rivers mm. that cannot be quenched. It will not seem like a sacrifice Ooh. anymore when you step into the holy chaya. Rivers of fire that cannot be quenched. Tongues of fire, flames of fire, mm. and then rivers of fire. Those are the torrents. Mm. Rivers of fire. 
Is there an angel? Can you tell me the angel? Can you tell me the name of the angel? Who's in charge of the river of fire? The rivers of fire. You know he has a creature created at every level to steward those things that belong to him. Have you seen the angel? Have you seen the angel in charge of the rivers of fire? Don't think you'll go there without his permission. What? Well, he's not God. I don't need permission from this. You need, you need it. You need, you're gonna need permission from every angel, every gatekeeper along the way at each step. Approved or disapproved to continue forward. But don't you want to see it? Bathe in the rivers of fire. Drink the rivers of fire. To be a spirit being that won't incinerate and vaporize just by looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a spirit being who has all the sapphire stones inscribed within it. So you can stand in the presence of Almighty God. In the terrible day of the Lord, who can stand, it is written. Only those with the inscriptions of the Father written in their forehead. That's what scripture says. The name of the Son, the name of the Father, and the name of the heavenly Jerusalem. All his nature, all of his word, inscribed in your spirit, inscribed in your soul, inscribed in your mind, and inscribed in your flesh. So you can stand in that holy fire. How do you know that's where it's the rivers of fire, the tongues of fire, the flames of fire, the smaller house, the greater house? Where are you going to find them? The lower garden, the upper garden. The tongues, the flames of fire, that tongue of fire is the olive of those realms. When you make your way up, sapphire stones on the inside and then you step into that olive, the breath. The breath of his mouth. Breath to breath, glory to glory, soul to soul. This is the highest fire I've ever felt tonight, burning on my face the whole broadcast. so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is really high fire. The holy fire, the rivers of fire. The keepers, the holy keepers of the rivers of fire. Mm. The throne of glory. Oh, to stand before the throne of glory. Of his glory he wants you to have a taste of to feed your appetite desire for glory earlier in the message as Apostle Brandon was speaking in mysteries some of you couldn't help but sin in your mind with the impulse of Daat the bone throne of Satan that's when it gets that cold and that damp and you start questioning and asking and and, and pressing with that bone throne of Satan at portal and you don't have to go here where you need to go is on the inside the source of the river of fire lives within you the source of the river of fire lives within you and what Apostle Brandon had an experience of taking his to add his consciousness out of the bone throne into Keter of a higher realm, you need 
You need to learn how to do this. Enoch Metatron too. When I went up to Berea today, and yeah, it was so wild. Uh, I'll just tell you. After I was feasting, I was so strengthened in my spirit. I believe the angels were just speaking into my spirit so my brain could hear. And they said, use this as fuel to go up now. And they wanted me to sprint up sapphire stones and have a new experience with God. And so I went up to Yasad. I stand on Malkut of Absolute of Yetzira. And so I wanted to taste Berea. And I wanted to get out of Yetzira. been in Yetzira for like four months. But it's been really, really good. Deep, deep Ruah perfecting ascension and so all all this energy comes in i go up to yasad i'm like really i can go up and taste these rums and then it was like i remember rebecca saying jesus likes to zigzag like a sprinter like lightning and how he just hits mm-hmm. the sapphire stone path you will see angels ascending and descending upon uh, the son of man and i saw the son of man like lightning sprinting back and forth and all of a sudden it was mm-hmm. it was hot nitsa tiferet Gavura has said, skipping right through that to bind. I'm like, in every single rung that I was going up like lightning, I would feel an infusion of anointing go through my whole body. Like, like just unbelievable amounts of light. And then when I went over to uh, Hakma, I went up to Keter, and there was Enoch Metatron, and he like touched my head, like, you know, duck, duck, gray duck. Or duck, duck, mm-hmm. goose. And it was like that. It was, it was right there stationed on Keter. Mm. And it was an effusion right through my head. And then I went zoo, 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 right back down to the rung that I stand on. And he's like, I want you to see into the worlds ahead of you. And he reminded me, every stage of growth, my entire spiritual life, the last 24 years, since 1999, he showed me the next season glory, the rewards, if I'm faithful this season. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. showed me Enoch Metatron in Berea today of Keter, of, of Berea, or uh, Malkut of Berea, and Keter of Absolute of Yetzirah. Yeah. Yeah. And this is an important <laughs> principle for you to understand. So how does that happen? How does that work? Because some of you, when you're naturally gifted as seers, you mistake. I should go into detail, maybe. Yeah. Because, it, you know, there, I have... After feasting so much, you're in your spirit. Mm -hmm. You're like feasting into your spirit for hours. You're in the word. You're deep in the spirit. So like your imagination is the manifestation Mm -hmm. of your spirit. So as soon as I'd think it, because my spirit had come Mm -hmm. up from here from feasting all the way to here, it was like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your consciousness can go into your spirit. When you're in your spirit, your spirit can move like the angels. Like your spirit can travel to Africa and solidify as looking like a human Moving flesh. At the speed of spirit thought. Yeah, and your spirit can ascend and descend like the angels all the way up and down, like all the time. And what the difference is, because some of you are, now listen carefully, because some of you have naturally gift, you're naturally gifted as seers, which means some of you have encountered being confused or confusion about where you're really at because you'll go up and have experiences and come down. Now, Brandon has a multitude of years of experiences and apostolic training and wrestling and testing all things. So he understood the experience. That's why it's so important for you to hear that today. And let me explain to you what that is. We taught on this uh, earlier this week on the Joel's Bar. We taught on this. 
we're going to remind you now, this is what it is. Your consciousness, if you're living a normal Nefesh life, is mostly in the act of the bone throne of Satan. That's why you need to listen to your spirit mm -hmm. and not your brain. Less thinking, more drinking. Get into your spirit. No, don't stop heart level. Then you just get into witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Go deeper. You, if you're in the world of Asaya, that first mm -hmm. world, get it spirit only. Yep. None of this. None of this. Mm -hmm. All your Yetzirah. Oh, I felt this. I felt that. I, 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 got, I felt like I got confirmation to do this. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I was probably going to be Satan almost every time. You have to learn to listen to your spirit and your spirit listen to the Holy Spirit. So Ethan, yeah. when you put your consciousness in your spirit, your spirit can carry your consciousness up higher sapphire stones than where you currently are. Now, do not make the mistake in immaturity because some of you, if you're immature, you did this and you thought you're going up higher than you really were. That's a lot of people. It's not, I know a few people brought it up because they really wanted to know, but there's a lot of people that got confused about where they were at because they got a foretaste or your consciousness went into your spirit and you went up and you go back down. You have to have your mind crucified with Christ. Otherwise, the information you come back with, you'll only sin with. And I'm not just saying that. That is actually written in many rabbinical sources on the study of the gifts of Jacob. Of the of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If your dat is very low, is very base, <laughs> when you bring your consciousness up to those higher lights like Keter or Einsoft, like something really high, and come back, you're likely to only sin with the experiences you come back. Because what that is, it's great to go up into that because it burns out all those thoughts. That's the nullification of yourself and your ego. <laughs> you when you Go into the special when you worship. You, ooh, <laughs> like when I worship, the whole goal is to see in his light. In his light, I see light and let my consciousness just go up and burn. And you get into that adoration, you get into that worship, and you no longer see self. You get so caught up, you become like the angels in Berea, which they're not really normal angels. They're not the angels of Yetzir, mm -hmm. like Enoch said. Angels don't, normal angels don't dwell there. It's more mostly just seraphim, fire, mm -hmm. and other creatures that can stand the light. The reports of these creatures is that they are wrapped up in so much glory of God that they are barely aware of their own existence. And that's what it feels like. When you are in the holy stones in Berea and you worship, your whole consciousness goes into God and you are in that moment I'm telling you, really barely aware of your own existence. And you don't want it any other way. And when you feel you start to come back down, like, oh, no, no, just let me disappear in there forever. Well, if you did that, your whole soul would just go back to source. He doesn't do that. He lets you, you come back down and then you learn from what you experience. When you're in that moment, you can't think about what you're experiencing. You're wrapped in the joy and the wonder of the experience, the light. This is not black malkut, drunken glory ecstasies. This has nothing to do with those. Those don't even come close. I've had those. Yeah. Not even close. Not even remotely close. Not even, like, <laughs> like not even a little uh, 99 cent lighter to the flame of the sun in the sky right now. That's what I'm talking about. It annihilates self. And you love it. 
can I get a witness in this place? We got a hallelujah. Thank you. Yeah, God is spirit, which means your spirit has to lead in your ascension. That's written in Philippians 3.11 and John 4.24. So if everything you do in the soul, if it's not spirit first, is witchcraft 100% of the time. How do you get around people that get into soulish Christian knowledge and biblical knowledge and it's just all soulish? They sin. They weep and gnash their teeth at anyone who has entered by the narrow way, which is by spirit way. And when you begin to worship God in spirit and truth, all the rungs that you ascend upon burn more of God's nature in your spirit. So in the higher rungs, you've been living like an angel for a long time. So it's not like you're sinning with the soul like you used to when your spirit was under yeah. your soul. Your soul is infused with tongues of fire. They're, and they're, they're trying to hit my head, but they're only hitting fire. I can feel that right now. It's pretty <laughs> funny. That's your iniquity. That's your iniquity. That's your sin. That's your transgression. That's your sinning. You're not yep, sinning against iniquity. me. You're sinning against God. He's the fire you're hitting on top of my head. And that's, so Jesus Christ said the workers of iniquity would be charismatic gifted Christians. Mm -hmm. That's written in red letters. So that's really what we're at war against in this Christian civil war is total iniquity, which is like soulish spirituality, but the spirit's still dormant under the soul, and they just use it all in the soul realm. That's Antichrist, people. Mm -hmm. That's horror Babylon activity. So we go deeper into our mm -hmm. spirit, and then we become real disciples. Now, if the spirit rises by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, you go into all truth. You go from Shekinah to Shekinah. Mm -hmm. That's the narrow way. And it burns the Adamic nature. Instead of using the Adamic nature, mm -hmm. it burns it out. And the difference is heaven and hell. Now, the tongues of fire, that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that's the Holy Ghost. That's for your Ruah. That's for your Nefesh to follow. I don't want to say this, too, because it's going to bring a higher judgment. The flame of fire is the Holy Neshama. Where is the holy neshama hewn from? The throne of glory. The throne of God himself. The Father's throne. So that flame of fire on my head that some people are trying to strike, you're trying to strike my head, but you're hitting the fire. You're hitting the flame of fire. Do you know what that flame of fire is hewn from? The throne of glory. Who is your iniquity against? It's not against me. Your iniquity and your sin that you think is against me, that you don't think is sin, is directly attacking the throne of the Father's glory. You have attacked and accused the Father's glory today. You have tried to murder the Father, His throne, let alone the tongues of fire of the Holy Ghost. Truth anyhow. Because there is so little accuracy in the charismatic church, it's going to be like Acts, where they're going to start dropping dead like Ananias and Sapphira, because they don't understand really anything about Christianity, and they think they do. So their pride will be their downfall. They'll begin attacking the throne of the Father and killing themselves. I believe that's kind of started today. Yeah, it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of God. But if you love Him with all your heart, and all your mind, and all your soul, you want to be in His hands. You'd rather fall but into God His hands. God has hand. better things in store for you. He has written. better things. So <laughs> This is not a good time to be an enemy of God the Father's throne of glory. It's oh, not. Man. <laughs> Hallelujah. But His throne of glory is a flame of fire. Well, my little piece. 
that my this holy neshama that had been blessed. As you're being receive. attacked, I felt the oil getting poured yeah, on my head. You like that? Yeah, there was and like God just cranked himself up. He like, just cranked it up. Yeah, <sighs> incinerator. Yeah, it's really nice. Double the oil. On Double her. the oil. And when the <laughs> strikes, because I have the grace, the grace allowed me to kind of to feel, but through that cushion of that fire, the reverberations. Oh yeah, they're hitting it. But you know when someone hits the ceiling or it starts to rain on a metal ceiling. And you, you can hear it, or the reverberation. You can kind of feel that they're, they're hit. Somebody's hitting something up there. It came when you were describing mm. those experiences and your revelation. Mm. They hate the apostles' revelation. They hate the the revelation of the apostle of Brandon Barthrop. They hate the revelations. That's true. Of the you don't apostolic. have to go too far on the internet to find that out. And they hate these revelations. Of the apostolic that I'm bringing to empower all the righteous and holy believers. You're not going to be subject to their Christian witchcraft anymore. But it is the truth, anyhow. And we're not your enemy or your allies trying to help you. Right. I'm like, yeah, so my destiny is to bring forth your destinies. So if you're attacking me, you're actually attacking your destiny. So do not mistake me as a conjurer of cheap <laughs> tricks, Bilbo. I'm trying to help you. Uh, 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 uh. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, the river of God is okay. Amen. <laughs> hey, update in Joel's Bar Africa. Wasn't that a great broadcast that from great. Shadrach this morning? I love it. Amen. 6 p.m. in Kenya is 10 a.m. in Minneapolis, and so I get to wake up to it every morning, and it's just like, river of glory, river of glory. And I'm just so thankful, and Shadrach's ministry is just so on fire right now, and we had the best air conditioning company out on the fire base in Nairobi, Nairobi Kenya, and we ordered the air conditioner from the United Kingdom. It doesn't exist even in Africa. We got the nicest one. They have to import it from England. And all of the cabling and wiring, they're going to do it in all copper. You could do cheap plastic. We want to do it right. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an additional $500 for the copper mm -hmm. wiring. So we've already spent $2,500 on all of the, mm -hmm. the importing and for the business to install it. But the installation of the copper piping, we still have a need for. So if people want to give tonight into the $500 mm -hmm. for the copper for the plumbing that they're going to have to drill through the walls in our fire base and run copper throughout the place. Guys, it's going to be, it's going to be so amazing. nice. So thermostat in there, it's going to be great. Yep. You can give in all the links in the description. And uh, do you want to do the bonus, uh, the bonus, what do you call it? Revela do you guys want to do the bonus revelation before we go? Yeah. yeah. Do the bonus round? Yeah. Let's give the Lord a clap offering if we want to do the bonus <laughs> round. All right. All right. <laughs> Here we go, bonus round. <laughs> All right, let's look at that picture of the olive. All right. Here we are, kindergarten class. We are still on the first letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Can someone find out for we'll me and post a, it in the Facebook group? How long have we spent? That'll be in, if you want to. If you're kind of bored, you don't know what to study. <laughs> study how long have we as a group been studying the first months letter? On it. Just of months. Uh, and this, we're going to go to everyone's favorite book in the Bible, Zephaniah. Yay. Uh, yay. Zephaniah, go Zephaniah. All right. So, well, let's talk about this. The Hebrew word 
for faithful one. Well, we talked about for many are called, few are chosen, but even fewer are faithful. In reference to going up, what's the highest rung above rungs we talked about? It's represented by the olive, which also represents the tongue of fire. The olive of Isaiah was the tongue of fire, the, the deposit of the Holy Spirit. So when you're on that first realm of Isaiah, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the tongue, the cloven tongue of fire, that kind of look like a cloven tongue of fire, rested upon your keter, but you hadn't ascended to it yet. But you had gifts that came down from the olive of the Holy Ghost, the breath of his mouth, Ruach HaKadosh. That rested on top of Keter of your Isaiah. And so you had to go up to get more than just the gifts that come down. Like Enoch, you stepped into the tongues of fire. And that goes through in Yetzirah. Layer upon layer, Ruah upon Ruah. And he was with you then, he's with you now. You go up Ruah to Ruah. Until you go and step into the flames of fire in Berea. So many are called, few are chosen. But the Lord said, even fewer are faithful. What is the faithful one? What, is, what level of faithfulness do we need to go all the way up past Berea, all the way to the top of Absolute, into the city of the chosen inside the Father? The Hebrew word for faithful one, Neeman, N-E apostrophe E-M-A-N is signified by the letter nun. Noon. Well, I say nun, N-U-N, because English is my first language, but technically you're supposed to pronounce it noon, which is kind of fun. You can remember that as noonday sun. For many are called, but few are chosen, fewer are faithful. Now Zephaniah 3.13 says, The faithful few in Israel will not do wrong, tell lies, or use their tongues, you could think natural tongues, or the tongues that you receive, cloven tongues, <laughs> or use their tongues to deceive others. The faithful few in Israel will not do wrong, tell lies, or use their tongues to deceive others. They will graze their sheep and lie down and there will be no one to terrify them. And then in verse 15 it mentions YHVH, Yadevavhe, reversing the judgments against them and to celebrate and rejoice. What does it say after that? Verse 13 and 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice. Be in high spirits and glory with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, in that day, for then it will be that the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cast out your enemy, the King of Israel. Even the Lord himself is in the midst of you. And after he has come to you, you shall not experience or fear evil anymore. You shall not experience or fear evil anymore. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cast out your enemy. And what is that word, faithful one, signified by the letter Nun? Joshua, look on the left there. Joshua, son of Nun. Joshua, son of the faithful one. Faithful Moses. Moses, as it is written, faithful in all God's house. 
It is written of Moses, faithful in all God's house. The Hebrew word for faithful one, Neeman, signified by the letter Nun, Joshua, son of Nun. Joshua, son of the faithful one. How, is, how did you know that Joshua is a son of Moses, a disciple of Moses? He served him. He served him faithfully. And Moses, his apostolic father, the Zadik of his generation, who was also called the mother, whether male or female, they referred to as the great mother, for nursing Israel with the emanations of Shekinah, the light of glory, streaming down from that higher place, to Joshua, to the elders, and to all of Israel at their different levels, that each and every one could have the hope of realizing the glory. And one like Moses came later on, in whose hope now you can realize the glory of Christ living inside of you. Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory inside you, within you. All these truths, these experiences within you. And how did Joshua step into it? Taking the promised land, getting the territories, taking over the natural dimension in the earth physically. By first being a faithful, obedient, loyal son of the apostle. As Moses was faithful in all God's house, so Joshua was faithful and loyal and obedient to Moses. And that is what gave him the power to take dominion in the earth physically and take the promised land. The mansions, the house, the houses, the vineyards, the land, the money, the animals, the supplies, the wheat, the grain, all of it. Amen. And just to conclude, there were seven uh, special species in mm. Torah that Israel were to tithe on. And this is awesome because there's seven interior mansions. Oh, we get another bonus. It represents of the increase of God throughout all your spirit, soul, mind, and body. They were to tithe on seven things according to Torah. Now mm. listen to this. Wheat, barley, grapes, dates, figs, olives, and pomegranates. Wow. Torah says these seven you would have without measure and you are to tithe on all the wheat. 10% to the Lord. Tithe on all the barley. Mm -hmm. Tithe on all the grapes. Tithe on all the dates. Tithe on all the figs. Tithe on all the mm -hmm. olives. And tithe on all the pomegranates. Wow. At least 10% of the seven species of the promised land was to go into the house of God, to the Levites. It represents in the new covenant all of the increase of the development of God, Christ getting formed in you, in your seven interior castles, all of the increase in the best parts of it, of God's glory getting formed in you, you are to give back into the ministers that are sowing it into you, training you in it, and discipling you in it, in Jesus' mighty name. Understand the seven products of the promised land that Israel tithed on.
Amen. Now Amen. understand how your soul's getting tr- transformed and restored right now through apostolic ministry and the increase of God through your soul. You are to give the first fruits and the first tithe, the tenth of the increase through your soul, through your mind, through your body, and through your whole house back to God's priesthood. In Jesus' mighty name. Hopefully you guys can get that. It's a precious gem to God. The seven species and products Mm. of the promised land prescribed in Torah that Israel was required to tithe on. In Jesus' name, let it be exciting for you. For the increase of all the things of God, the precious things of the Father, the precious things of the Ruah, the precious things of the Holy Ghost. Get all of that hardness out of you. All of that callousness, let it come out of you. This word alone can soften your hearts for an excitement to give God the glory through your souls of the precious things of the Garden of Eden above into your heart below, rising as you give Him the increase through your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. Then pretty soon it doesn't even seem like a sacrifice anymore at all. But I know, even in the men's group of those signing up to be disciples, many of them don't even tithe yet. They don't even have the foundations of discipleship. You have to have these foundations to rise on sapphire stones. Otherwise, you'll get embittered in your soul. No bitter mangoes, as we have already established. I'm telling you now, when they went into the promised land, notice how holy it was to the Lord that all of the first fruits of all the conquering of every city was to go to the Lord first. And if anyone kept it to himself, they were to be killed in their tent with their wives and their children. That's what Joshua says. Guys, God's pretty strict about this stuff. And don't think he won't do that today. The reason why they think he won't do that in the kingdom age is because they've only known Christian witchcraft, which is every man for themselves, and do what do as thou wilt, which is basically Aleister Crowley's satanic level of religion. Truth anyhow. And so the fear of the Lord is your main weapon against Jezebel mm-hmm. holding back that that offering of the seven products of the promised land above and giving God the best of mm-hmm. all that is produced in your life. It's Jezebel mm-hmm. holding you people back. And witches are dying left and right these days. And so the it's fear not a good of time. the Lord is your main yeah. weapon, fearing his yeah. word, fearing the revelation of this word. It's not necessarily like fearing Levitical law. It's fearing the Holy Spirit, the yeah. Holy Spirit and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit through Levitical law, which is what Levitical law is for today, to mm-hmm. glean wisdom and revelation, to grow mm-hmm. in the fear of the Holy Spirit, which is light in your eyes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the commandments are for your nefesh to get, you know, to get in line with what God wants to do because what God wants to do is better than what you want to do. What God, I know that sounds pretty dumb, but some people need to hear it. What God wants to do is better than what you want to do. And the nefesh doesn't get it at first. The carnal brain wants what it wants. You're going to have to shut down the devil in your mm-hmm. forehead. You're going to have to. And you're going to have to choose the word because it's written in the word. Every step of the way, you're going to have to choose the word and the spirit speaking to you against the devil in your forehead, the mark mm-hmm. of the beast, which is having an animal mind, shutting that down. The word and obeying the word is what circumcises your foreheads mm-hmm. from the fallen angels. And that's what mm-hmm. you need more than everything. 
We did get that word from one of the prophetesses of an RLM that there was a slight delay on the judgment of God coming forth. I believe that he's being very patient and he wants some people to repent before the major judgments start going out. So don't take it, never take God's mercy and his grace of giving time to repent as a, like mistaking that as approval. That's extremely dangerous. The days that we're going into, the days of Elijah, the days of Noah, the days of Moses and the Lamb, and the saints of God singing the song, slaying all the Satans with the breath of their mouth, and all what they've been given by the Holy Spirit, the deposit of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Neshama, the Holy Chaya, and onward and upward until we become a holy habitation for the Father. You know, the Holy Spirit puts up with so much in our babyhood, puts up with so much crap. The Holy Spirit has put up with so much crap, it's not even funny. I'm excited for the Holy Spirit to be have to be done yeah. with dealing with this crap. Nobody is more patient than the Holy Spirit. Can you believe putting up with this crap? To have some for people thousands of that years? understand Holy Ooh. Spirit's word at sapphire stone levels. Those are his friends. Those are his friends. So there's coming a time as as you go up, you know those things that the Holy Spirit is so patient and mothering us and, and growing us up and, and is there with us, you know, when you sin and then, you know, you repent and you go through that those stages. As you receive more of those deposits from God, you receive the Holy Neshama and you receive the Chaya, you receive the Yachita, and then you're what he's preparing is a throne for God the Father. When you become a habitation of the manifest presence of the fire of the Father, not just the realm of his throne, but God the Father himself, manifested through all of you. The actual feast, the celebration of tabernacles, mm. the feast of fire. It's a feast of fire. You remember what the angels were eating? Mm -hmm. Fire. You remember what Metatron? And tabernacles is what we celebrate for the whole millennium reign of Christ. And that's the tabernacle festival. Not a visitation, a habitation, a permanent habitation. How? By being proved faithful with the Ruah HaKadosh. You can submit being proven faithful with the Neshama. Faithful and faithful and faithful. Many are called, few are chosen, fewer are faithful and faithful. Until you form a suitable throne where your mind and your heart and your will are sanctified, righteous, and holy. And when that happens, you are a suitable habitation. You become a throne for the Father. You become a sanctified temple that's been erected, that the presence of God filled the temple. <laughs> filled the temple so much that the priest couldn't stand and minister that glory, the Shekinah, Shekan upon them, and the indwelling, and the Shekan upon them, it and the shikan. indwelling. It Shekan, yeah. Shekan upon oh. them, and Solomon's sacrifice, <laughs> and the glory, and everyone saw the glory, and the kingdom you want it to Shekan in your house? Oh, can you think of anything better? What's a little irritation from friends and family rejecting you, everyone in your life rejecting you? Now ratedly? you live in his radiance, Nothing. it's all worth it. It's worth it. You need the engravings that sanctify Let him shikan in you. Let him shikan in you, yeah. And be, become 
that suitable tree in the Book of Enoch that he said would become a throne for his indwelling, fully manifest, not just in my little spirit, just barely saved, all of you. And we're coming into those days, and the Holy Spirit has put up with so much. But you become faithful and holy. Don't think that the manifest presence of the Father is going to put up with those things. The Holy Spirit will change forms too. He won't be a gentle dove anymore. He'll be an acid-dripping pterodactyl. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Truth than you. Be like a second coming of Christ comes as a lion. I tell you the truth. Yeah. Holy Ghost is going to change forms first. Yep, from He deserves from to after dove all the all the stuff he's put up has to put eagle. up with. And eagles are nasty predators. They will just take goats and throw them off of cliffs and eat their dead carcass down below. Hallelujah. And you know that's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> so praise the Lord. Be praised. This is a good time to praise the Lord. This is a good day and time. You seen how yeah. our prophet Shadrach's praise been preaching, how he's been killing witches. You know, some of us, we've been killing witches. Shadrach's been killing witches left and right lately. And they tried to gang up on him in the spirit realm. He wasn't having it. There's something There's something that we have in common. Yeah, do you realize that? You guys know he's killed a lot of people lately? Yeah, yeah. You had, need to hear that. He's it's killed true. a lot of people lately. You need I, to hear it because it's happening. Yeah, he has. And uh, one of his testimonies, the way he killed some of them is the same way I killed... The one in Kenya before we found Shadrach. And you go in there, and they're trying to do all their little things they do. And just the, guess what came out? Fire. He opened his mouth and fire. When I landed in the witch, the main witch doctor's house that was a principality over Kenya, that was trying to block Shadrach from rising so that we could meet him a year before we met, I flew down in there with the Holy Ghost. I was having spaghetti dinner in heaven with the Holy Spirit. And he was sitting with me, a faceless man of fire, and I was had a giant spaghetti plate that looked like we feed a small family, and it wasn't gluttony. We were in the spirit, and it was perfection, and it was good. They had the band music playing on a stage and a nice tablecloth, and it was great. The ambiance you know, the Pharisees was wonderful. Out there, God doesn't rejoice over the destruction of the wicked. Suffer not you know what to I mean? live. And instead of, yeah, the correct verse is God doesn't allow a witch to live, as yeah, it's he, written. They say, mm -hmm. God doesn't rejoice over the destruction of the wicked. Man, you're wicked. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> We're not going to rejoice over anyone's destruction, but they must be terminated. Mm -hmm. It is the highest level of treason to practice witchcraft and sorcery, and it's tolerated in most Christian buildings right now. Yeah, because there's no judgment. Unless they repent, they will surely die Yep. by the hand of Jesus. You know, Revelation chapter 2 says, If you don't repent, I will come to you and kill you. That's Jesus Christ's red it letters. It is written. Red letters. Yep. Jesus said, I will come and kill you and your offspring. So your little make-believe teddy bear Jesus is going to hell. Amen. And I want to tell you this. When we were at that spaghetti dinner... And the Holy Spirit is asking me how I like the spaghetti. I said, this is great. I said, but do you want to go do something a little more fun? <laughs> oh, yes. We wanted to go have some fun, stir up some trouble in the kingdom of hell. We want to go have a good time. Yeah. Getting a little bored at the spaghetti dinner in heaven. <laughs> I appreciate it, but we want to go have a little more fun. And so he's like, all right, let's go. So we left. I barely dug out into my spaghetti just left it there on the table and we start flying over the globe of the whole earth 
and everything in that dimension it looks blue in that realm and then we're flying over Africa and the one only one country in the world was sparkling golden around its borders Kenya this was a year before we even met or even knew who Shadrach was and I know that's where we're gonna fly down to why because it's the only place sparkling golden on the map so that's where we're going we fly down and we land right in the middle that principality that was working with that witch doctor in the region in Kenya and this thing you couldn't it was so deformed you couldn't even tell if it was a human or a demon I knew it was working through flesh and blood shrunken heads skulls of the people they'd killed charms all the headdress all the nasty things that you can't even imagine all around in this hut and I open up my mouth in the presence of the holy angels and the holy spirit and start to laugh in the tongues of fire and I opened up my mouth and that holy laughter <laughs> and that holy laughter came out of my mouth like fire and it shocked me to see how much fire of God was living in a human vessel and it incinerated and killed killed this witch doctor killed them and I knew that person was dead and it was done and how did they die through laughter holy mm. laughter tongues of fire killed dead spiritually I'm dead and physically right dead let's relieve that release that upon all the sorcerers of Babylon right now and strike them down <laughs> Amen. Tongues of fire. Oh, the next Sunday Manhattan. sermon. Dead. Killed. Dead. Dead on the ground. Pentagon. Yeah. DC. Fire. Whack them all. In the presence of the seraphim. And it came out of my mouth. And so then when the prophet Shadrach, he said he was surrounded, there was hundreds of witches. After his declaration, when he heard what I said on Joel's bar, and he said, all right, that something shifted when I said, let all of my daughters become witch killers and then we we decreed the death of the witches he said something shifted in the atmosphere he took that word and went to war with it mm. and made a whole broadcast you got to check it out on his channel if you haven't seen it yet about all the witches must die and that's exactly what he preached on it was more of all a the witches must die ministries it really was if you you got to check it out it's an impartation and literally people died sign up to be a monthly partner right he walked away. in the spirit and they told me the same way that he faced them and they tried to surround him they tried to they tried to hurt him they tried to do this or try to do that but he opened his mouth and guess what happened out came fire mm. tongues of fire flames of fire fire streamed out of his mouth mm. so we have two witnesses you feel that fire two witnesses and I know we're not the only witnesses. I know there's other witch killers It's out the same there. thing it says that the Ark of the Covenant that struck down the sons of Aaron in Leviticus 10. It's the same exact fire that smote those little sorcerers. And it's smiting witches today worldwide. God has plans for this timeline right now to go into righteous revival worldwide. The sorcerer and the witch and false love is holding it back. God's going to anathema all of it. People will die, and some people will be allowed to mourn. I'll share one more death testimony. Some because, will re absolutely repent, too. Yeah, some will repent. God knows who's going to repent. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, even if I sent you this person or this I person, you still I used to be a witch. He allowed repentance to this witch. Right. That's why it's <laughs> repent or die. God Amen. knows who's going to repent. He does. <laughs> 
Glory. God's judgments are good. I'll tell you this. When I went to go uh, on a trip to San Francisco, and we were praying, I felt that darkness in the region, and it was all through California, and I went into groanings and sounds, unearthly sounds that I cannot replicate in prayer. The strangest sounds I probably have ever made. Like a living creature. <laughs> and, a, and a shout came out. And something screamed and sounded like it died in the air. And then my Google Translate of my tongues confirmed the kill, confirmed the death. And then the bottom of it, like liquid red, I had a picture of it I posted online. My Google Translate filled up with blood. It physically mm. on the screen it filled up with blood mm. confirming the kill and then we found out that the next day that someone who had betrayed Apostle Brandon Barthrop their child had been killed had killed themselves or something like that it was mm. had died I remember that and the Lord said to me because some people were close to them he said let them mourn but what did he say what did he say to the sons of Aaron who survived he said the same thing to me he told me he said Rebecca you are Itamar right now you are Itamar you're a son of Aaron they let them mourn if they mourn you are forbidden to mourn you cannot cry you will not cry one tear I forbid you from mourning. You cannot cry. You cannot mourn. Don't. You can show no compassion and feel no sadness at all. Amen. And so I said, yes, Lord. Let them mourn. Whoever had to mourn, whoever had to cry, they can cry. But not the sons of the priest. In the word of God, it is written, take, take the bodies of your brothers out, for they have presented strange fire and the Lord has killed them and you are forbidden to mourn and that's my job are you willing some of you may be called in the priesthood are you prepared to drag out the dead bodies dragging out dead bodies ministries <laughs> have you ever thought about Ananias and Sapphira who are the young men the volunteers in the day of his power volunteers and oh hallelujah are you willing to carry out the stackers. dead bodies they had to carry the bodies out Stacking chairs one day, carrying out dead bodies the next. Hallelujah. In the army of the Lord, it's not about your feelings. It's about the Father's feelings. Are you prepared to be stone cold? Are you prepared to be completely misunderstood? Are you complete prepared to be colder than cold? Are you prepared to be a fire blazing as a furnace more fiery than shield? more fiery than hell. Do you know where the fire of hell comes from? Hellfire is weak fire. Do you know where the hellfire comes from? Mm. The river of fire that streams under the throne. It goes all the way down through the worlds, and by the time it gets into Gehenna, they hate it. Mm. It burns and torments. The same thing, <laughs> the holy seraphim of fire in Berea are bathing in those streams of fire under the throne to purify themselves, and they love it, torments the wicked in Gehenna. And lower. Amen. Learn to love the fire. I love the fire. We love the fire. We want it. It's burning. Burn tonight. us, Lord. Burn us. Let our desire to be burned. Glory. 
By the tongues of tongues fire. of fire through all your souls, the fear of the Lord and the fire. Mm. Holy, holy, glory to God. That same tongues of fire, those same that same flame of fire, that killed the witches, that kills the wicked, mm-hmm. is your salvation. It's true. Amen. That's written in Second Corinthians chapter two: the fragrance of life to the living, the fragrance of death. To the dying, same exact Christ, same exact fire, kills the witch, resurrects the son. The only issue is your heart's posture towards God or against God. So let us soften our hearts, all of us, in hearing this word tonight, and let it do a work in our souls to remove the Adamic dust from our spirit, soul, mind, and body, and our whole house to be saved and resurrected into greater Shekinah for Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory. <laughs> I think it's time. Tongues of fire. Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. Well, the Bible speaks about... Uh, the living creatures, even their backs were full of eyes. Oh, yes. Every part of them was full of eyes. Now, I'm not preaching on eyes again tonight, I don't think. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> How many are conscious we're moving into a new day of revelation? Oh, yes, we are. We're moving into that revelatory realm by the Spirit of the living God. God's doing it differently. And uh, let me read my verse. (laughs) Acts chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, barisi alamandoro, tongues of fire, tongues of fire, tongues of holy fire.
just a little higher. Tongues of fire, 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 tongues of fire. Yes, the fire is burning in my soul. 
of the Spirit of God. Oftentimes in past history, those who prayed for the revival were the ones that refused it when it came because it wasn't packaged like they thought it would be packaged. <laughs> God's doing it differently. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I had, we didn't have enough time tonight, but I was going to have Sister... Uh, acres come and tell at least a story about the Amish. That's one of my 